Did you get the picture? I did get the picture. Okay. I, I did you were going to say you went through all that and the picture didn't turn out. I, no, I did get the picture. And it's 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 a pretty darn good one. He's looking up over the crowd and mm-hmm. the, the uh, gel lights in the background over his head, but yeah. the spotlight keying on his face. And it's, it was a pretty good shot. Hmm. Pretty got got a pretty good shot of the. What was it? The first? I think it was the first shuttle launch. Hmm. At, uh, Dad had a friend that was a colonel in the Air Force. Got us uh, down to the VIP section for Cape Canaveral. It was, if it was not the very first shuttle launch, it was one of the first two or three. Hmm. I think it may have been the first one. I can't remember for certain. And um, it was that was pretty cool. We're going to roll some music and talk about bikes. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. <laughs> we should do that, shouldn't we? Remember we made a vow to talk yeah, about bicycles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Shiftless, a podcast about nothing but bicycles. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> like ninety-five percent at least, all bicycles. Oh, joined by my good friend Chef Brad Green. What is going on? Um, speaking of bicycles, I. Uh, Went to take my axle. I think I told you this. I went to take my axle out of my Fargo because I was having shifting airs and I was like making sure that my cassette was tight, my axle was tight, but I was going to take my axle out, check my cassette, put my axle back in, and then start systematically going through my shifting. And I went to take my axle out and it just kunk and broke right at the threads. and On a through axle. On a through axle. And to the merit of Robert Axel Project, uh, they I sent them an email, sent them a picture. They immediately, like I think same day, put one in the mail. And uh, we're like, so sorry we've never had that issue. We want to see it. Send it to us. We're sending you a new one out right now. So it came in the mail yesterday. And uh, in the meantime, I got a new uh, internal cable or derailleur cable. And um, I had bent the barrel on my, so since I converted to a 12-speed and I'm running a brifter, mm-hmm. um, you have to, you change out the cams or whatever the ratchet is on the internals of the lever itself, and it eliminates your barrel adjuster that you would have. And because you're running, I think, I guess it's a mountain bike shifter at that point you have to put a barrel adjuster on the derailleur. Um, so anyways, the, the threaded part had bent. So I got a new one of those and I did all that this morning and my shifting is back to super bueno. So Primo I was shifting. super excited about that. Ready to get the Fargo out and cut it up a little bit more. Very good. So. I am a fan of Robert Axel project myself. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. When you'd mentioned that last week, I was like, I'm, I was just assuming it was, and nothing against salsa. Yeah. I was just assuming it was the factory through axle that failed. And then when you said it was a Robert Axel project, it's like, wow. 
Yeah. But their response is completely what I would have expected from exactly. them. Exactly. I, I was more than uh, happy with that. And no, we are not sponsored by Robert Axel Project, but we're no. more than willing to be. <laughs> uh, we're happy to endorse the stuff we like. I, at least I, I am. I, I assume was, you are too. Yeah, I was already a fan, and I will be definitely buying more Robert Axel Projects, especially knowing how well they stand behind their stuff. And I did not realize how much shit they make. That's what's craziest. Because I went on their site thinking, you know, they might have like 10 axles. And it's insane how many products they offer. Hello, Luna doll. Luna Bell always comes to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing. She's like, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are early today. Mm-hmm. Getting hot, Luna. I'm already working up a sweat. It's it's not that it's so hot, it's that it's humid and there's zero breeze. Humid and still, yeah. which is unusual for us, but hey, we'll make it work. I'm thinking this is I thinking this is the last you, superheated one. You watch your damn mouth. <laughs> you hey, your- hey. You were the one that, can you believe this spring? Can you believe <laughs> I said it, you watch your mouth. It's gonna get it, hot. It it was worth mentioning every time <laughs> I mentioned it. I mean you into, know, into what late June? Yeah, I mean, but but every so, I mean, but all, since then it's been <laughs> it has it's been an absolute convection oven. But I mean, it merits mentioning when we have that amazing of a spring. Oh, it was very Abby normal because so so many times we just take it for granted and move on, and then two weeks later we're like, can you believe how awesome it was two weeks ago? It's, I think it's important to stop real time and go, this is freaking awesome. No, you know? Brad, you're freaking awesome. Uh-huh, whatever. Yeah, so we were supposed to do our first gravel crits at Fort Worth tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were talking 107 degree heat. It's like, now yeah. we're going to push it to next week, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's not worth anybody perishing. And it's just, it's just going to be so miserable out there. And on the levees, there's no shade. Whatsoever. At least when you're riding North Shore, when it's that hot, you're in shade the vast majority of it, which helps. Yeah, but the the, the West Side gets like almost no breeze. And, not, and that's the downside. You, yeah, you're not picking up any breeze, but just just being out of the direct sun makes a huge. Next difference. Tuesday high of 82. Holy hell! 82. I didn't realize it was getting that cool. Yeah. So, but also half an inch of rain predicted, which that'll... We need it. That'll probably get weighing down to like a tenth of an inch well, e- and but it'll e- be 94. But even even if it do, even if we do get the rain, it's just going to just instantly get yeah. soaked up by everything. It won't even stick around at all. Yeah, but we need rain. We, we need, The lakes need the my, rain. The rivers need the rain. My foundation needs the rain. Yeah. So what are the ride plans this weekend then? Ride plans this weekend. We are launching our uh, Spinistry FKT Denton 200 miler. So basically, it's a route we're putting. And actually, I'm gonna when I get done here, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna go out and make sure the route is solid. Since I'm driving it, I need to ask you the that Henrietta Creek crossing off Bonnie Bray going over the little back trail crossing at oh, the Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. Uh huh. Is that still traversable, I assume? It's better than it's been in years. I I assumed it was. I was just double-checking before I send. 
Well, have you been down there recently? Not recently, no. They did a, um, I saw they were doing some work down there. They did a there. lot of work down there, putting in um, drainage pipe and stuff. I don't know what the master plan is for that. And they even reconcreted some of the stuff that's down under the bridge, like widened that road, if you will. I thought they were going to reopen that because they were doing so much it, down there. Is the gap still there? Did oh, they? yeah. Okay. The gap's still there. As long as there hasn't been water sitting on there, it's not slick at all. Um, and there hasn't been water on there in months. It's better than it was because they went back and filled in some of that gap. It's not it's not a foot deep like it was. Cool. So basically we put together a 200-miler starting from the Denton train station. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of, some of the stuff, the, the old classic stuff, you know, old Stony Road and all that, that you and I went down that, mm-hmm. that one day. We're incorporating some of the spinistry greatest hits of the years into this 200 mile loop and letting people run it on their own convenience to record some FKTs if mm-hmm. so desired. Saturday, we're sending off a group to do it together sort of thing. If they want to have a group to part. Just to kind of proof it. Yeah. 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 My buddy uh, Caleb likes to call it FTK. Fastest time known. Okay. I don't know why. Well. <laughs> he makes a lot of typographical errors, and we just give him a Fun, Well, it's funny you about. mentioned that. Uh, I actually, I, I checked, I looked at the route this morning. Actually, I have three. I have a 300-miler, a 200-miler, and a 100-miler. The mm-hmm. 200 and the 100. Lucy. Barking at your neighbors. Speaking of. My vacuum cleaner miraculously showed back up. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. You can't. You can't write this shit. I don't think we recorded that conversation, or did we? I don't know. I'm still <laughs> no, because we were riding around. No. My son goes. I don't think that your reaction is commensurate with with the the <laughs> amount of frustration you you ex- exhibited, and I go. I'm still in shock, and I'm trying to process it because I'm in disbelief. So where did it turn up? So allegedly... I hold, was, hold on. Yeah. Let, let, let's just reframe this very quickly since all we do is talk about bikes, and when we go yeah. off the bike subject, we have to we have to explain things. So for Tracy at home... <laughs> in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Um, <clears throat> we were... Uh, we were getting ready for Ray Porter. I was loading up my, my vehicle to go to Ray Porter. I had 60 pounds of pre-cooked bacon that I cooked here at the house. And I noticed that my vacuum cleaner was not on its cradle. Your your Roomba. My Roomba-ish, you know. Robot, robot, robot vacuum. Vac. And so I was like, well, it's probably, you know, because it, it just runs until it gets low and then it makes its way back to its cradle. So I'm like, well, it's probably hung up somewhere or it just ran out of battery. So I start looking for it and I don't see it. So I start looking for it more and I start getting even more puzzled. And this went on for literally weeks. I could not find it. I looked behind closed doors. I looked under stuff that it can't even fit under. I looked under kids' beds that are always behind closed doors. Um, I interrogated the shit out of my wife. She was indeed the last one to see it, and I concluded that she was probably a little scatterbrained doing too many things around the house, as she does, because she is a super baddie, and just threw it away instead of emptying it, like probably had a phone call coming in, you know, whatever. And that was the working theory that I was going with, just to put it all to bed in my head. 
and ju just to tie it together, we won't go too deep into it, but I'll, Brad's just, telling me this story. There's some burbs activity going on next door. It's probably some super <laughs> vanilla stuff, but it seems really weird. Brad's telling me this story while we're driving around scouting some stuff. And uh, later on, he's telling me another story about some neighbors that had moved in. Yeah, we have some neighbors that moved in next door. And, and it's, 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 it's not the normal situation, but nothing nefarious, we don't think, but just outside the normal. We'll so leave it we, at that. Well, they only show up. They're only there during the day. They show up at like 9.30, 10 o'clock every day, and they leave at like, Six, I don't know. 6.30 is what At the latest. Yeah. And here's what's weird. They weren't here Saturday and Sunday. They showed up on Monday, which was Labor Day. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe they're not running a business. Breeze. But, but they weren't there all day yesterday. Okay. It's so strange. But it's... my vacuum cleaner showed up over the weekend. My kid wakes me up, Kieran. I was taking a nap, um, as I aspire to do on the weekends. And he says, uh, hey, Dad, I found the vacuum. I was like, what? Yeah, it was underneath a bunch of my clothes under my bed. And I'm like, bullshit, I looked under your bed. Looked under your bed at least three times with a flashlight. Um, he goes, but it was under a bunch of clothes. I was like, okay. Very weird. And very strange. And <laughs> when he was when Brad was telling me about the new neighbors, I said, when did they move in? About two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. When did you lose your Roomba? About, about a week two and weeks a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And. It, it, unless I'm misremembering, much to your prediction, it was going to show up in a place that I swore I had looked, and I believe you hit that straight on the head. And it was going to sh show up in a way that is like that doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. Um, in fact, the through all eyewitness accounts, <laughs> said vacuum was seen trying to go over the threshold into Kieran's room. Which I put in their own their floors, and I made the thresholds in there a little steep, especially for a vacuum cleaner with such a short wheelbase. You know, it's not a twenty nine. It's not a twenty nine, or is it? And uh, and so Kieran was uh, admittedly kind of shoot it out of his room, and at that point Paula picked it up to empty the vacuum cleaner, and that was the last reported sighting of the vacuum. So, and Kieran's door stays shut, so I don't understand how any of that transpired, but that's the story as I know it. Okay. So, I knew you'd get a kick out of I it. I loved it. I knew you Th wanted some closure. Uh, th thank you so much. <laughs> that, 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 that makes this episode for me, quite I frankly. A, I need to get an air tag and put it on there so I don't have to go through that any it's longer. So, it's so funny. I went through a run last year. I wasn't losing my keys. Mm -hmm. I was just like misplacing them like three times a week sort yeah. of thing. And it would be my keys or it would be my wallet. or the, I have one of those slim wallets and mm -hmm. it like likes to fall out of stuff yeah. and things like that. And I just got in a run of it and I just, I just broke down and I bought the tile mm -hmm. variety pack. So I've got one on my keychain, one in my wallet, and a sticker one that I haven't found a home for it yet. And, of course, ever since I've got that, I've never misplaced anything. Knock on wood. Yeah. But. But you have to have your phone in order to track that, right? 
Uh, well, I have it on multiple phones because oh, I go. do have multiple phones. Yeah. I have an ATT and a Verizon since yeah. I travel so much. For all your side bitches? Yeah. 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 Burners. Burners. <laughs> Can you even do a burner phone anymore? I mean, I think they can track everything they want. Yeah, um, there are disposable phones though that are just with prepaid minutes. But I would imagine. That I, th- I, th- I think that, you know the premise in the movies is you pay cash for it, so it's not traceable to you. Right. It has. It's not traceable. But I don't think you can do that anymore. I don't know because you can't. You can't fire up an Android phone without setting up a Google account of some sort, and you can't set up a Google account. Of some sort without having an existing email. Okay, well, anyway, we were, well. yeah. What does that have to do with bicycles? It has nothing to do with bicycles. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're going to shift <laughs> back towards bikes. You know, you touched on the Robert Axel project, and mm-hmm. I think we both agree we're fans yeah. of, of the, those products. Uh, I'm generically a fan of Wolf Tooth stuff yeah. as well. They make kick-ass stuff. I have the new in my uh, my new single sp- single speed I built up. I opted instead of carrying a gear bag or you know like a saddle bag with a bunch of tools in it or like a jerry can. Um, I bought their uh, bar insert tools. Okay, freaking cool. Not from a racing aspect because sure. it's not the sure. quickest to deploy or to utilize, but it's really cool because on one grip. You know, it just slides in. It looks like a regular bar end, except for it's aluminum. Um, it has all your multi-tools, including um, a chain brake, uh, core remover, all your standard Allen wrenches. Um, there's a couple of things I'm missing, I'm sure. And then on the other side, it's got the other part. You have to use both in order to, to do a chain brake. But it's got a tire plug. Um, a place to store bacon CO2. strips. Uh, no, not CO2. It oh, I thought, it stored, I thought it held the Mm-mm. CO2 as well. There's a CO2 thing that you can do in your steer tube now that I saw. Gotcha. Ma- maybe that's what I was thinking of. But it's pretty cool having that there instead of having a, a saddlebag. I wanted to get less stuff on my bike because I historically run like multiple bags on my sure, bike. Sure, Because I don't like to carry stuff in my, I don't wear a jersey, so I don't. Put anything in my jersey. Mr. Fishing shirt. Yeah, well, it's a lot more comfortable, and I feel a lot more, um, uh, I don't know. Cool. Retail friendly when I walk into somewhere, <laughs> you know. Um, Hipster. But um, it's pretty cool. So now I just I have a, a little saddle bag uh, that just has a tube, a vacuum seal tube in it and uh about three co2s that are uh wrapped in a bandana just to keep them from clattering and to as a hand wipe if i need it as a heads up Mm -hmm. for whatever it's worth um bear with we're getting there i know but i want to look we're good grief (laughs) we're um i did the vacuum seal bag one time Uh uh-huh uh, tube sealed and it wore through wore a hole really into the tube do you have talc in there um what did i put i think i put flour in there okay <laughs> you know makes sense makes sense makes huh. sense uh well the reason I, I was bringing up wolf tooth uh i saw this morning maybe you're aware of it they came out with a new 
their version of an anything cage. Uh-uh. It, it looks really cool. Is it, is it composite or metal? It is a aluminum. Yeah. Machined aluminum. Machined? Hmm. Yeah, it's like a block of aluminum that's been honed wow. out. Huh. Now I'll have to look at it. It looks really cool. Wolf Tooth makes some really cool stuff. Uh, I, I really like... Um, I also carry their their um, plier. I don't know what they call them. Yeah, uh, the, that multi-tool thing. Yeah. And they came out with a Gen 2. That, that does a... It's got a reamer for your valve. Yeah. Which is pretty smart, although I haven't ever found a need for one of those. Every time I've been messing with my valves to that extent, it's been in my garage, and I just use a sharpened spoke. But um, now I have the new uh, bad boy valves that don't they don't ever clog. Which ones are these? Mm, I, you, I knew you were going to ask me that. I'll have to show them to you. They're on my, uh, my I, I need karate these. monkey. They're badass. I need these. But they don't. They're not traditional like the valve that you norm, you normally see. It's a Presta, still a Presta, but it doesn't have a valve that you unscrew. Um, you, you, but you have to have the valve cap. That's the, the caveat here. You have to maintain the valve cap. Um, so the valve cap's the re removal tool of how? No, I'll have to show them yeah, to you. I, I, yeah. I, I wish I knew the name of them off, offhand. They're spendy, but the other thing is that the, the way they work is instead of having an inline um, O-ring that is in the interior of the valve itself you know right, in that right. that tube if you will this actually has a plunger style that think about it as like a so a, it's a basically self-cleaning yeah and so when you put air in it just flushes in and it goes from all directions instead of it's it's pretty cool design. When you say spendy, what what, what kind of spendy are we talking like about? Forty five, fifty bucks ooh, for the pair. Ooh, yeah. that is spendy. Yeah, but if if they don't I, ever, I, they I don't ever you. cause you any issues, I, and I, I, no, I I hear you. I I, I and I, I guarantee you, mm -hmm. they 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 market tested the pricing on that one because that's right at that. Mm -hmm. It's just over that edge of. If if it was thirty bucks, yeah, I'm on that. Because I've been, you know, I've went through a bunch of different valve cores, uh, and the the previous iteration I was running uh, Muck Off, which I'm kind of a fan of as well. Um, but I did still uh, end up with either clogs or partial clogs, um, you know. And I think Texas is probably pretty a pretty good test market for sealant and clogs and stuff because we have such high heat and such uh you know humidity and everything i don't well and we and, we, and we've got every treacherous plant under the sun that's pretty true too. Co goat heads joshua not joshua trees um honey locusts honey locusts mesquite briar walk, anyway walking sticks yeah we um, got we got it all cacti yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, they're they're kick-ass valves. I, I wish I could remember the name of them. Yeah, right we'll, now. we'll 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 talk about them some more. I, I'll look about. I'll okay, look there you go. So so the wolf tooth and talking about you know a little spendy. Mm -hmm. The I mean wolf tooth is never underpriced, but I don't think their prices are ridiculous. I think I think um, if you're wanting to go generally next level, and no, we're not sponsored by wolf tooth either. But I would love to be. 
So usually you get your bang for your buck out of them. So as an example, like the whatever they're calling this cage, I think it's like fifty-two or fifty-three dollars with two straps for a cage. Yeah. Uh, whereas your salsa anything cage is like thirty-five bucks with two straps. So you know. Love my anything cage, by the way. I have two of them. I'll tell you the big trick with both of those. I don't know what the straps are that come with the uh, wolf tooth. They're the Walla straps. Oh, Walla. Yeah. Okay. Those are badass. Um, but the salsa anything cage comes with a, um, I don't even know what you call it, where you, you have a buckle and you weave the strap through and then it, and you try to cinch it. Never stays cinched. It's hard to get cinched. I went to REI and bought uh, the uh, hook and loop, you know, Velcro straps that have a, a D loop on mm-hmm, one end, mm-hmm. and you go through and then come back. That, amazing. You just done. Yeah, it's, it self tightens. Yeah, no fucking. And rounds. it stays locked in. Yeah, I mean, rock solid. So kind of along those lines, and it's why I brought this one. Mm-hmm. Were you were you? Were you familiar with this before I handed it to you? I am. Uh, in fact, I was uh, Dan, the guy I mentioned earlier that I brought stickers to last night. He runs one of those, uh, and I've been interested. I see him with it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I actually looked at his bike last night. We talked about uh, he was missing his cage on his down tube and only had said bottle holder on his seat tube. So what we're looking at right now, ladies and gentlemen, is the... And no, we're not sponsored by Fidlock. Hey, Fidlock, if you need. They, it, is that it, a one-off brand? Do they make other stuff? I don't know. I mm. honestly don't know. It's So there's this new, for side mount water bottles, Fidlock water bottles, mounting system. It's a magnetic system. Do they, I, do they make a bigger bottle? I think this is the biggest. They make smaller bottles. So that's a 20-ounce bottle. Yeah. It would be a 22-ounce, but it's got... Yeah, the indention in the side for the holder sort of thing. I mean, how did how do magnets even work? <laughs> it's magic. Yeah, I had seen those a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. as I was intrigued because I do. I'm having troubles with a side mount setup on one of my bikes that I need to dial in better mm-hmm. with the bag I'm wanting to use. So this looks like it's a little lower profile. Might do the trick. I'm sure it's ambidextrous. I'm sure you can split. You can turn the mount on the bottle around and use it the other way or something like that. I don't see how you could. I, that's what I was thinking. Uh, but That's not a release in the middle there? I assume that was some sort of cam release. How, how would you reverse it? That doesn't even make sense. It's it's only this way. Even oh, if you turn yeah, it, you turn it upside down. It's the same freaking thing. Yeah. That's what I was just trying to puzzle through with my barely awake brain. Well, I, I, haven't, re- I haven't read the directions yet. I'm assuming there's a way to make it go both ways, but maybe not. That would be a downside if it doesn't. I had seen somebody mention it, and I had looked into it, and it's like, I might try one of those for shits and giggles. Yeah, they're not the first people to do this. I've seen uh, another version of this, and maybe it was their version as well, but I love the idea of it. I like the idea. I haven't tried it out yet. Weight weenies are not going to like it. Um, Water hounds like me, you know, only a 20-ounce bottle's... Kind of a drawback to me. How big a bottle do you normally take? Uh, whatever Camelback bottles are. I think they're I think 22. 24. 20, 22? 24? I think they're 22, but I could be wrong. I'm a water. Like, water is my comfort. No, I get it. You know? I get I, I I generally lean the same way, but also what I've run into is sometimes that extra half inch or inch or whatever it is 
<laughs> Everybody could use an extra half inch. Yeah, sometimes it's too much. Yeah. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it just doesn't fit. Hmm. I like this. Uh, it seems very um, secure. So we're, we're, we're going to play with it. Uh, I was just going to order one from their site. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was going to reach out to them and see if they wanted to send one out uh, mm -hmm. as a test one. And then I saw that my buddies at Mad Duck were actually a dealer for them. So when yeah. I was in Mad Duck the other day. I like it. it, it in premise, it, it seems really good. That looks very much like a specialized nipple on it. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, mm -mm. The, the, the current line of specialized bottles are actually pretty good. Yeah, Second only to Camelback. Yeah, I love the. I love the the. What do they What do they call that on the Camelback bottle? No, well, I, I love I, the flow on that thing. Yeah, though. yeah. But here's the other question: How? That's kind of difficult to squeeze. Well, again, that's that's yeah. that, that 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 that. This is why we scout. I mean, but I'm old. My wrists are screwed. That's. Uh, maybe it's, not that bad. It's squeezable. Yeah. It's not Charmin, but... <laughs> I mean, how much instructions do you need for a yeah, water so, bottle cage? So, this is one. So, we're kind of back. So, $45 for a bottle and a mount. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're getting a decent bottle cage, what, you're spending probably 20 bucks. Oh, they make a 590 What's a five nine? This is six hundred. Oh, six hundred. Wow. Okay. Huh. Snap connect, please observe. Oh yeah, bottle six hundred plus bike pace. Huh. Oh well. Either way, we'll play with it. I like it. At least in premise, it's it's pretty badass. Um, I know, like I said, Dan's had one for a while. Uh, I have not got any feedback from him but I, I he seems to like it but it's very secure i mean it's i don't the only thing i can think is how do i grab my this is intended for a right that's that's person the way um, the way it's configured now is a right hand pull out yeah uh, well, at least on your down tube uh if it's if it's sitting on your down tube this is the way it exits right um but so if on it's the on your seat tube, tube, it goes to the left. It would be the other way. But it's got it's got to be reversible somehow or another. I don't think so. Either way, the the people that are just listening, which is only the people that are listening, have no clue what we're talking about. But this base does release, but it doesn't make any sense. Like why? Yeah, well, we'll we'll, me we'll mess with it. Yeah, we, this wasn't this wasn't meant to be a review of the project product yet yeah just to see if you were aware of it um we'll, we'll give it a try and uh i'm hoping to give that wolf tooth anything ish cage whatever they call it they, i think they call it morse or something like that oh i'll have to check it out so what does it do when you pull that off it just takes this piece off for whatever reason can can you does it allow you to no it's not gonna let you rotate anything or anything is it well it has a lock and an unlock or maybe i'm no Nope. Mm -mm. Don't 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 break it. Don't break it. Why? How much did you pay for it? N not full price, but I paid. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it it would allow you to do all that and not be reversible. And not be, but but it maybe you can buy a left-handed mount. I don't know. I don't know. 
Okay. We'll dig into it. Enough enough we'll with di- that. Well, let's do a little housekeeping real quick. Fillmore Reserve Valves are the ones I was Fillmore Reserve Valves. Yeah. Here's a picture of them since we're doing everything visual today. <laughs> Those look sexy. They're sexy. And they work exceptionally well. Um, okay, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Well... We're, we're we're still waiting for Mississippi, the Dakotas, and Alaska to come on board. Alaska, I can't believe Alaska. Hmm. Uh, we did get some uh, listener mail. Oh, really? Like uh, several, actually. Talk to me. I sent you one. Oh, you did. I don't think I. S- did, okay. Did I respond? No, you did not. I don't know that I saw it. Refresh my memory. I sent it yesterday. Oh, sorry. So your Yahoo account? I don't think I saw it. Anyways, carry on. Okay. I never heard anything back from the uh, art I sent you. Did you see that? I did. Okay, that's fine. Just making sure you're making sure I have the right email address. Okay. Um, let's see. First one is our friend from Canada. Canada. Jeff. Hello again. Hope your summer has been full of fun and excitement. I've been working a lot, and the weather was the absolute worst for riding a bike. I bet ours has been worse. <laughs> I was going to ask. I would love to know what absolute worst weather in Canada is. It was raining a lot. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to, you know, he rode his rock hopper to work and uh, and stayed off the main mountain bike trails. Yeah. I guess, maybe, you know, as much as people in North Texas complain about our trails being closed when uh, when it's wet, uh, they seem to be under the impression we're the only ones that have that issue. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, there are trails that stay open when they're wet. Yeah. There there are trails that don't get muddy. Yeah. That's It's that simple. If it's a rocky trail and doesn't get muddy, it's it's okay. But there's different soil composition. And there too. is that, too. And you like you get over to Tyler and all that stuff yeah. over there, and then you get into the loams. Yeah. So, you know, sandy and rocky, hey, they can they can handle the wet better than clay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that simple. Like North Shore deals with, with rain exceptionally well, but there are, dif- there are definitely portions of North Shore that do not. But then it's very sandy, sandstone. And, you know, um, but like the Womble, you can, you can literally ride the Womble while it's raining pretty much. Yo, so, I, I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it does exceptionally well with, with rain. So. Yeah, it still tore up the bike though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I wasn't sinking in the mud. I was just splattering it everywhere and creek crossings and all that good I stuff. I remember forever ago, like probably 20 plus years ago, riding North Shore and getting stuck out there in the middle of a rainstorm, like four miles out when I still started at Rockledge, and getting to the point, this is still rim brakes. Uh, in fact, I had Magura hydraulic rim brakes with a brake booster on, and um, my bike got so bogged down with mud, I could not even pedal. And I, I like in ret. It's one of those things in retrospect. I'm like, I was such a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like I, I know I left major ruts on right, the trail. Right. But I was oblivious at that point. Yep. You know, I didn't know what all it took to correct all that stuff. But 
I mean, it was my bike weighed so much I couldn't even push it hardly. I had to scrape mud off. It was a absolute catastrophe. So I learned my lesson, but still it was, I just remember like that's what happens to some trails. You just physically cannot ride them when they get wet. So especially that section. But anyways, um, just just gen- general chitter chatter. But mm-hmm. uh, Jeff from Canada checking in with us again. Well, hello, Jeff from Canada. Oh. We just we determined he's Eastern Canada. Yes. Yeah. What did it, what was the terminology? Atlant Atlantic Seaboard or something like? I can't remember. Yeah. Something something like that. Yeah. He's up by Prince Edward Island in that area, I believe. Yeah. And uh, then uh, another excellent episode. I like the way this one starts. Were they listening to something else? <laughs> uh, a nice blend of bikes and food. Looking forward to Spinistry Chow version 2024. Uh, regarding the bear, you two know a lot more than me about directing, cinematography, and editing. Looking forward to learning more. Uh, well, that's obviously in regards to our most previous episode. Th- that is. Yeah. Uh, well, assuming people that are listening to this episode have listened to a pre- the previous one. Uh, are you looking at something? No. Oh, okay. The most previous. The most. The most is recent. That the right. The most recent. It, 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 I said the most previous. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, I know words, I just don't know how to use them. Uh, regarding cameo appearances, mm-hmm. as painful as being belittled by your New York head chef must have been, it must have been even more painful to be belittled by the talk soup guy. Do you know what he's talking about there? I really don't know. See, I think this is this is Rich sending us this email. I think he's mm-hmm. doing his passive-aggressive David Letterman thing saying, oh yeah, you guys think you know about cinematography and editing, but I know about the real cameos in here. I'm huh. showing you up. Hmm. I, don't, I, I really don't know what... And also, regarding awards, I hope you both agree with me that the award for best hair goes to Chef Lucas. Any idea what that means? Hi, I'm lost. I, you know what? I think we're going to have to do another bear episode featuring Rich Waltman. <laughs> it really sounds like to me. Oh. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Rich, uh, Rich queued up the bear based on our suggestion so it's going to be interesting yeah to to see what 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 he had to say it's hard not to fanboy out over that show and i, I it's hard to remove myself from the culinary world and still look at it irrespective of my experience in the culinary world um but it's just so good it's so well done regardless I, I hear you. I and feel just, like we're just, beating a dead horse. At this we, point. we we are, and that dead horse will be beaten evermore on our other show that's coming out. And anybody that can tune into this one, how do I get the next episode that goes on the bear? We're still working out all the pieces, but we are creating a food centric podcast, separate show. What's it called, Brad? People got to eat. People got to eat. We'll let y'all know when it's available putting the pieces together on that but uh, we have another bear episode already recorded and we we will finish that out and we'll bring you back in but let's get back to bikes and shiftless let's do final piece of listener mail i wanted to say viewer mail Mm -hmm. listener mail from russell uh subject weekly rides and shiftless podcast hey guys i've been listening to your podcast and enjoying it very much thank you russell 
I just wanted to give a shout out to my weekly Tuesday night single track ride at Cypress Wood Trails in Houston. Oh. Hosted by Trek. Oh. That's our boy uh, Bragg and Shannon are, are there. Um, I think that's their Tuesday night. I think they do like a throwdown ride. Oh, is that their ride? I think so. Okay. What, what was the trail again? Cypress Wood Trails. Mm, maybe. It, it says in Houston and it's put together by Trek. Yeah, that I don't know. I understand. We have a large group, including kids, and there's mm-hmm. pizza and beer provided afterwards. Yes, yes. That's the ride that Shannon and them have been doing. We often have 50 to 100 people split into groups based on speed. I yep. look forward to it every week. Also, maybe I'll see you guys at Single Speed Texas in Dallas this year? Question mark. Man, I want to What go- is Single Speed Texas in Dallas? I haven't... I, I saw, like, a, a placeholder months ago but i haven't seen any more on it's it it's official i can't remember the date i want to say it's the same weekend that we're going to be in big bend not big bend but around, well the big bend region around it big is bend. big bend yeah. but it's not big bend national park right the the not big bend national park trip but i think it's that same weekend it, it regardless i i remember cross-referencing my schedule and i'm not available for it which i'm pretty upset i have about so where where is it being promoted i haven't seen it anywhere um or who's this particular person probably has you blocked um (laughs) it's got a habit of blocking people on social media um but it's it's being hosted and put on by black cat um and i i believe it's it's going to be very dallas centric i think it's going to be at big cedar Okay. I'm not sure. Not sure. Like I said, I, I knew that I wasn't going to be available to go, so I haven't delved into it a lot, but it looks like it's going to be a pretty kick-ass event. Well, very cool. He's got a schedule of events, uh, I think, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and one of them is actually, I think, a levee ride, like ramble kind of deal, either on Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. Hmm. But... uh breweries a bunch of stuff involved so very nice it's going to be in in true form to a single speed quote unquote race it there's going to be a a a big party atmosphere and a lot of camaraderie and i'm sure just a touch of shenanigans so that is our listener mail for this week i thought you would get a kick out of Hearing from somebody that took you up on your offer to share their regular rides. And if you've got them, let us know. And uh, we'll be more than happy to forward your email that doesn't get read by Brad to him. I'm sorry. If you you email us at... Shiftlesslive at gmail.com. Very good. I'm so proud of you, Brad. Man, it only took like 26 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is 25. Okay, whatever. I think it's 25. Well, Not exactly sure. I can't count either. Well, there, there, there is there is that. What? Real quick, before I forget, because I said last time I said we were going to do this, we're going to plug Big Pig Cancer Foundation every episode as well. Yes. Just a quick reminder, everybody, uh, Big Pig Cancer Foundation does lots of good for lo- helping out our friends in need, your friends in need. Uh, cyclists and cycling families. Yeah. yeah. 
very very uh, very wor very worthy cause make plans to attend the Ray Porter race next year yep it's 2024 it's gonna we're talking about there's rumors that it may not take place in, in August, August. <laughs> the only problem is and you're well aware of this is if you don't do it in a off month you have to contend with so many other events if you try to cherry pick good what ideally would be decent weather yeah you're going to well, be you, up you're, against you're, a lot you're of always going to be you're, yeah you're going to be up against other stuff uh the biggest thing around here quite frankly and i do speak from experience here i'm betting sean would agree with me is basically outside of july and august around here uh you're you're at best a 50-50 proposition of getting a mountain bike event off in North Texas. Rain. R rain. Yeah. And Or even if it just rained a week ago and it's still wet or whatever yeah. else. So July and August, uh, you have a higher likelihood of the trail being open, but you have a schedule whatever. We pushed it to December. Mm -hmm. Rained out, muddy trail, yeah. whatever. And we were going to do it in January, but basically from the middle of November till the end of January, Irwin was too muddy to ride. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good example. From from an organizer, an organizers, organizers, from an organizer's standpoint, I quite frankly, I would probably lean towards maintaining the August date myself. Unless the venue itself changes and you have a higher likelihood of being able to handle less than ideal trail conditions. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about uh, uh, venue change. I just. I know we. Had, oh, I wasn't implying there would yeah, be. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know we had discussed maybe changing the time or the time of the year, and maybe even a little bit of the format too. Either way, I'm not, uh, no, I'm, I'm, saying, not at, I'm not at liberty to. No, 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 right. and I'm not implying. I'm but it's not still a kick-ass event. Plan regardless. on attending yeah. Ray Porter next year. It's a fantastic fundraiser, and it's a good event. And more than likely, Chef Brad might have something to do with the edibles you eat that day. Oh yeah, we we throw down on food. That's uh, that's one of the things that makes it so enjoyable. But um, and it's just a good environment. Everybody has a great time. There's, there's as many, well, there's twice or three times as many spectators as there are racers. And it's, uh, it's quite the, quite the good time. Very good. But, um, what, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, have you heard any more about, I haven't, but I'm seeing a few, the J. Peter Berry situation. He's out of uh, the hospital. That's, uh, the last I saw, I did see. Um, a video that he posted on his socials uh, where he went and I don't know if he was collecting his bike or um, just it was getting handed over, but I saw the carnage that was his bicycle. And, oh, like he is lucky to be in as good a shape as he is when you look at his bike. I mean, the rear triangle. Now, remember, we talked about this as an elongated bike. Yes. So... The rear triangle is probably at a 20-degree angle from the front triangle. Both wheels are completely destroyed. I mean, rim broken, spokes everywhere, tires off, obviously. Were they carbon? I don't know. Okay. The, 
I want to say they were. I, I imagine they were. I imagine they were. But they they're were. broken. Right, right, right. Um, and then uh, his even his handlebar, he was running a drop bar, I believe, and the drop was twisted up above the, the top of the, the flat portion of the bar. I mean, just the whole bike is just carnage. I mean, it's an absolute throw it away, you know. In the insurance business, I think they would call that a total loss. Total loss. Um, but that being said, it, it's amazing to see his bike and see him and him be up and about and moving around and not like in a wheelchair. So, along those lines, because mm-hmm. you just gave me a quick reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not knowing Jay's situation, mm-hmm. police involvement, if the other person's been found or settlements or any no i general reference and it is going to vary by state uh but generally speaking i know i know it's valid in texas um as a cyclist it is to your benefit to have uninsured motorist coverage on your vehicle coverage that can come into play in a similar situation Hmm. uninsured motorist can i'm not an insurance expert I know somebody that is. I know a guy that's an insurance expert. We might have to bring him on board to yeah. clarify this for us. That's it. And homeowners covers your bicycles as well, doesn't it? Or is that just against theft? We need, we, we need to have a specialist talk to us about this. I bet I bet old Wadley would, would sit down and have a chat with There's us. There's a really good chance of it. We need to do an evening podcast with him and maybe drink, <laughs> drink some whiskey. <laughs> We need we need to have an evening whiskey podcast. There there will need to be Ubers involved with that. I'll sponsor the Ubers. Uh, Also, breaking news! Mm -hmm. Breaking news! Breaking viewer listener mail. Mm -hmm. I've lost count of the number of times I've wanted to interject when listening to Shiftless. Keep up the great work. Just now texted by our friend Josh Dean. Oh. I bet he's got lots of opinions on the shit we don't know. Nah, he's not very opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually I missed... forced my wife to listen to uh, our episode while we were driving around yesterday. and Because uh, it was my chance to do quality control. Yeah. And... Um, what did she have to say? Is this the first time she's listened? As far as I know. Hmm. I don't believe she's I don't believe she's listened. She's not she, going to listen on her own. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. She, I think she secretly was enjoying herself though. And, yeah. she, and she's like Brad's so sarcastic. It's like you think <laughs> <laughs> me? <laughs> um think I'm constantly sarcastic. Am no, I? just your your zingers in there. Yeah. Your zingers in there. Hmm. They're they're not bad. They're not bad. Let me go back to um, so the Jay Peterberry. So we still don't really know what's going on I there. Um, I just know that he's out and about, and he has uh, made a statement, some something to the effect of he's he's gonna go back and try it again as soon as he gets okay. better. But um, I mean, we wish him the best. Obviously, he's a he's an icon in the endurance cycling world. Um, I know he's not had the best uh what's the track record you know with with other endurance people but i don't know the ins and outs of that he's never done anything wrong to me so it's um 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to stray into that because yeah. clickish doesn't. I don't think that's the right word. Camps isn't the right word, but there do seem to be general camps of attitude about those types of events, and some of the people kind of glom together over here and others kind of glom together over it's, it's it's an interesting dynamic it's very akin to the argument over this statement the spirit of gravel you know there's there's different camps on that yep you know and then much like that adventure racing has its own people that love to weigh in and say well that's not in the spirit of an adventure race or that's not a bike packing race right. or you know and so I think people get divided along those lines, and then they take very strong, strong standpoints, and you know they create a hill that they want to die on, and whatever. Just ride your freaking bike. Just ride your bike, and don't yeah. worry about how anyone else rides theirs. And I'll be yeah. honest with you, that's one that unless their seat's too low. Well, there anytime is time you see somebody with their seat too low, be sure and yell at them and tell them <laughs> they love it. That is the hardest thing for me to bite my tongue on. Is you see someone on a wreck bike. You know, oh yeah, and they're high knees at their chin, and and you're like, oh my gosh, raise your seat. I want to say it's so bad, <laughs> but I, I, there's no possible scenario where you can offer that advice in passing where it's not, it doesn't come across as condescending. But it, it's one of those things that irks me so bad. The only thing that that takes precedent over that is when you see a Walmart esque bike and the fork is on backwards. <laughs> Or the handlebars, I've seen that too. I've seen that. I've seen that as well. But the the low seat drives me insane. But anyways, proper bike fit. Proper proper bike fit is important. Yeah. One probably one of the most underrated aspects, particularly for newer riders. One of the best upgrades you can make is getting a proper bike fit. That, that that's a strong argument. Um, I know I've dealt with, with pain and, and issues over the years, and a lot of times it's, you know, a quarter of an inch. I don't know how to go uh, metric on this, but, you know, a couple of millimeters of saddle adjustment or maybe a simple cleat adjustment that I'm unaware or unable to see. Um, I feel like I do a really good job of setting up my bikes to accommodate me, but it's always good to have someone it's, else. It, it's definitely good to have a, a, a third party mm -hmm. look at it. And I got into this debate a few weeks ago with uh, an old school writer. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Rich? Uh, no, no. No. Some Somebody else. Somebody I, 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 res I respect very much. Basically, he's getting back on the bike at, okay. and hasn't been on in a while. And uh, we were talking about... Now I've got to know who it is. I'll tell Initials. You. No, no. no. It might be somebody you don't know to begin with. So it oh, okay. comes from the roadside. Oh, uh, one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got into a debate about road, road riding the other night. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. And maybe I'm in the wrong. And I, I want some, maybe you know better than I do on this particular topic. Yeah. Um, the debate around. was... And this was the way that I understood things up until a few years ago. Basically, when they changed the geom started changing geometry, modifying geometries of bikes. Mm -hmm. Classically, once you knew your reach and effective head tube, mm -hmm. that was your fit for everything. You could transpose that pre pretty close. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't work that way anymore with modern geometries and adjustments to bikes and so forth. Is my understanding 
is where it used to be I could lean on my 24 and three quarter effective top tube and that would work for everything I sat on. It doesn't work that way anymore. And this gentleman was trying to say, well, yeah, I can order a mail order bike because I've got the geometries and the specs right here and I know what my numbers are. Everything I've been told the last few years is the what we used to understand as the right top tube length mm -hmm. is not necessarily the right. It's more about the actual reach now than the effective top tube. Yeah, I, I mean, and all those numbers are changing, uh, you know, especially on the mountain bike world. Uh, I don't know so much about road riding. But it applies to gravel. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of, yeah, Geometry on the roads. definitely changed. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, uh, road, I mean, gravel's getting closer to mountain bikes every day as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Speaking of, have you, uh, did you see, I think it was at the Portland handmade bike show i think it's the made show the made show uh they debuted the 750d i did see that <laughs> what are we doing bike industry what we, are we doing we're 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 getting attention it's we're going viral I it, mean, it what it was moots and who was the wheel man i can't remember i don't even want to give him a shout out even if i could remember it seems like a ploy to just create more niche bike sales. It, it, I mean, I don't. I I think it was a ploy. Yeah. And I, Moots, you're welcome to correct me if I'm wrong and send me a trial bike. I get it in concept. <laughs> it, it, and, and Caleb was actually the one that broke it down for me, and this makes sense. Um, the The overall concept is to get the a similar circumference to a twenty nine er. Tread border, pattern. Borderline plus. Yeah, yeah. Like a 2.6, 2.8-ish. Yeah. That same circumference. Yes. But in a narrower, call it a 45, 50-ish right. tire. So you still have the same rollover as a plus right. bike. Right. Uh, but not with the weight. And I basically. get, like I said, I get that in concept. But still, I, I think I'm really old school in the fact that I'm... I'm sick of new introduction of standards. You know, just when we have a UDH and we've Get all... off my lawn, Brad. I know. I'm, I try not to be a curmudgeon. Oh, your dogs are upset that I'm yelling at yeah. you. But, I mean, we're, we're finally getting back to threaded bottom brackets instead of all this press fit bullshit. And, you know, we've got... We're kind of settling on a standard headset, you know? It why go and muddy the waters with yet another wheel size? Anyways, I'm going to be a resistor for as long as possible. Well, but. so, and and I and I say you should, yeah. uh, because I was a resistor on the 29er front for a very long time. I was not, and quite frankly, I I, I consider myself proven right, generally speaking, because the f well the main reason I was resistant was because everything I had was 26 inch already. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, well, if I switch over, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to buy five new bikes you yeah. know, sort of thing. Um, Precisely why I didn't embrace the 27.5. Agreed. Yeah. So, but what kept me away at first, mm -hmm. and I think this would definitely come into play with this 750 setup, 
was at first there wasn't a decent 29er wheel. Everybody was tacoing wheels left and right for those first couple of years. It wasn't just wheels. It was tires as well. Well, there, were, there was no tire available, yeah. but we had yeah. that issue with gravel on the front end too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it took five years realistically before they had a dependable wheel set on the 29er front. And I-9, I, I believe, was like one of the, the – forefathers on making badass well let's talk 29er wheels uh i will espouse the virtues of i9 every single day of the week we are not sponsored by i9 but oh by god i would love to be Uh, i've been a fan of i9 since basically their inception since day one yeah since day one um so but find me somebody that's not an industry guy that despises i9 right other than from a pricing standpoint. Well, and, but they're and, they're not really out of line anymore. Yeah. I mean, to the fact that my new single speed has the entry level, I think they're entry level I9 hubs. Um, it's one, one equals one, or I don't know what they're called. I can't remember. Still love them. Uh, the Torch hub, the Hydra hub. I mean, they're, they're just doing good stuff. And... You know, one of the big gripes when they first came out is they were doing their proprietary straight pull spokes, spokes. and they were cost prohibitive. I think those spokes, even back in what, what was that, like early 2000s, uh, they were like six bucks a piece, you know, which was very spendy. But now they But do, they were so pretty. Oh, so gorgeous. And I beat the living hell out of yeah. multiple yeah. sets of I-9s. Yeah. And they still just rock and rolled. I mean, and even to the point of breaking one or two spokes and the wheel wouldn't even go out of round. And that's when I was running rim brakes. So always been a good product so, in, my, in my mind. Yeah. So the conversion on the 29er mm-hmm. had to wait till decent wheels were around. Mm-hmm. That started to get me. But they still, I I test rode Truman's and a few other mm-hmm. uh, bikes out R. there. Truman. Yeah. I miss that guy. Oh, my gosh. All, every day. I really yeah. do. But anyway, um, it was like I, I see where it is, but it didn't feel quite right to me. And then, what, it was around 2010, 2011, the industry figured out, oh, we need to tweak the geometry a little yeah. bit. And when they made that geometry tweak and they had the wheels that stood up, it's like yeah. I I, uh, I test rode the uh, – Niner got it right pretty quick, though. I don't I, know ever, that I ever had a chance to ride a Niner because everybody's Niners were breaking, so – guilty <laughs> i can't I, I, and we're definitely not sponsored by nine. <laughs> no i literally lost count of how many sir nines i broke um in fact to the point the last one i got warranted um i literally sent them an email and said at this point why don't you guys just send me a jersey um let's put a caveat on this yeah let's put a quick cap the the, the Niner bikes of 2009, 2010 are not the Niner bikes of today. This is a totally different no, company. No, well, the whole company's been sold yep. and everything anyways. Yep. Domahedi is not there anymore and um, that, that I'm aware of. I think they stepped out and started their own brand, but, but I don't even know where that is at this point. But either way, uh, Niner got the geometry right very early okay. in the game. Well, um, maybe I, that's where Yeti stole it from because I... I got to test ride the prototype big top, mm-hmm. and I fell in love immediately. Yeah. It was like it was like my bike right there. It's like I ordered. It's like Let's first be one. Fair, you're a Yeti fanboy I, since day one. No, anyway, no, I wasn't. That was your first foray into Yeti. I had a five seven five, uh-huh. which I actually 
tried I, you tried to make it work for a long time. I did. Yeah. I did. And I because it was a Yeti. No, no. No, that was my first real bike. Mm-hmm. I you know, that outside outside of that strong I got off of Ben and built up with mm-hmm. my i9s, mm-hmm. which I built that one up as a single speed. So that was th- th- that was my first real full suspension bike. Yeah. And my issues with it were that I, I'm, I'm a hardtail guy. It's basically what it boils down to. Um, I would contend that you've never had a decent full suspension that was set up properly for you. I would agree with yeah. that. The, that 575 was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately what it boiled down to was it was undersized for me. It was a medium. I mean, that I'm always been in that medium large the geometry was still squirrely back then too. And the, and the geometry was a little squirrely yeah. on it, but it stretch it out just a touch and it's better for Kevin. Yeah. But technically for most riders that like to flick around and, and full suspension stuff, the medium was probably the right fit. Yeah. I, I tend to run an, what the industry would consider an undersized bike. Understood. Like I fall on that line of large, extra large. Like if you just went by paperwork, I should be on an extra large. But if I grab an off the shelf bike, it's going to be a large. I get it. Um, Coming from a BMX um, background, not that I raced BMX, but I grew up on a BMX bike. I've always been on a bicycle. Um, BMXs historically are too small for you anyways, when you're six foot three so I always enjoyed a bike that I could flick around, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but still on a large 29er, the first time I rode a 29er was the first time I felt like I wasn't on top of the bike. I felt like I was in, in the, the bike. bike you and know, that's like, what then, so, and, and that's what that big top, like I said, I'd ridden several 29ers prior to it, mm-hmm. but that was the first one that and actually, I had gotten my 575 dialed in at that point, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty comfortable on it. And then I rode that big top, and it was like, this rides like my 575 without the tail slop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what I need. This yeah. is me, sort of thing. I'm a tail, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hardtail fan, yeah. period. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, it. Unless we're going to go to the mountains to real mountains and we're going to do like long extended climbs and long descents. Um, then I'm a big fan of that pie plate in the back and give me squish and, you know, give me a dropper post. But for Texas, North Texas trails, I think it's, it's a lot. And I can say this, uh, dropper post would have been a game changer on that five, seven, five. Yeah. That was pre dropper. That was pre dropper post. And that probably was my, that was my missing piece on that bike. Yeah, that being said, I still don't run a dropper post except for on my big squishy. Well, bike. yeah, it was it was when I went down the ski slope at Red River, New Mexico. It's like I wish I had, I wish my tail would go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, I, I've I've still yet to get acclimated to a, a dropper post, but I don't spend enough time on my big big hit bike because there's kind of nowhere to ride it around here except for Spider Mountain, which I still haven't been to. But. Yeah, I'm just an old. It doesn't appeal to me. So, what is what is your current stable look like? How many bikes does Kevin Lee admit to having? Uh, top of the list is my El Jefe. Mm-hmm. I uh, still have yet to see that. I, I, cons- I, I considered bringing it out today, mm-hmm. but we'll save that for another. That's fair. Another one. Uh, I have my Roll Bicycles Adventure Bike, my A One Adventure Bike. Rolls. 
Mm-hmm. What is that? It's a it's a it's a it is a low buck mail order brand. Okay. That uh, a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. I thought I'd try them out for people that were looking for that beginner bike, uh, sub sub one thousand dollar gravel bike, mm-hmm. decent component. It's actually it's a it's a this one's a flat bar setup, more of an alt bar setup, mm-hmm. not a true flat bar. I actually really like this bike. Um, so I have that. I have my Warbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my salsa is killing it. By the way, killing it in my opinion. The Warbird, the Warbird, I mean, the this, Cutthroat, it, the it, Fargo. My Warbird's an old. It's a seventeen Warbird. Yeah, seventeen okay. Warbird. Yeah. I've, so they've had another generation come out since yeah. then. It's so, not too. But not only their paint jobs too. Their paint jobs for for like just production bikes. Sick, sick. Big the, fan. The, uh, what else do I have? I have my uh, my Stella, my mm-hmm. Chumba Stella. It's just a frame and fork at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my single speed project. We need to make that happen. Uh, well, no rush. No rush. That's fair. Uh, I want to do it right. I want to do it right. But, but we we're about to experience cooler weathers, you know, and cooler weathers, cooler weather. <laughs> um, and, you know, next week, with it being a potential rain week, it would be good time to do a little, you know, wrenching. Yeah. I have I have my Loft True Grit set up mm-hmm. single speed. R- ridden that a few times. That's this interesting. Summer. Oh, it's amazing. Huh. I really... I, I, what I, gear are you running on there? Uh, 4220 at the moment. Wow. Well, I asked for an 18. They set it up with the 20. Huh. But road, you typically uh, road and gravel. Uh, I can almost lump in the same. You you typically run like a three to one, don't you? Almost. Uh, I mean, uh, all my uh, adventure single speeds that I've set up were forty two eighteen, and that was my that was my gear. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so I still have my, I still have my Peace Niner set up forty two eighteen single speed. I'm sorry, I lost count. Um, the El Jefe, the generic, the bike, roll bike, the roll bike. The Warbird. Warbird. The uh, Loft. The Loft. The Chumba. The Chumba. It's just, it's just a frame set right now. It's we're not gonna, rolling. Gonna, do you have a set of wheels that could go on it? Not at the moment, no. Not at the moment. Okay, we'll call that a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, my GT Peace Niner drop bar single speed. That's a full bike. That's a full bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something. Maybe you not. You don't have a grocery getter? You don't have a basket bike? Uh, all of them are basket bikes because I've got a great set of bags that can go anywhere. Panniers, yeah. And that's one of those words I never feel confident saying. Um, I always say panniers. Yeah, I think uh, that's right. I think it's right. Maybe our buddy from uh, Canada can, can correct us. Uh, you know, cause or it, Josh Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell, us, tell us what we're doing wrong, Josh. Um, hey, he... he <laughs> He posted a picture. I have to. I have to tell you this. He posted a picture the other day um, on one of his rides in Bentonville. You know, and it's a classic cycling picture. For the record, we're at five and a half bikes, <laughs> and it and it's got his coffee sitting there, and maybe a croissant or some kind of breakfast pastry. Beautiful day in Bentonville, whatever. And in the background, there's a place called the Flying Fish. And uh, I sent him a message, and I go, well, "Tell me about Flying Fish. What is that?" He goes, "If you ever come to Bentonville, you would know." <laughs> And so I, I just kind of said, well, screw that. I'll look it up. So I looked it up, and I looked at their menu, and they have poor boy loafs. That's what they call their po' boy sandwiches. And I was like, I messaged him back, and I go, 
I'm out. Anybody that calls it a poor boy loaf obviously doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's me being snotty. No, I get it. But what is a poor boy loaf supposed to mean? It's a po' boy. It, it's a po' boy sandwich. Yeah. But why call it loaf instead of sandwich? I have no clue because they obviously don't know what the- they're doing that's that's the kind of stuff that i read a menu and i immediately make a judgment it's like boom i'm out yeah you've already lost your credibility but anyways and he goes there's just nothing that would excite you here food wise and i was like not true when we finished uh arkansas high country uh we stayed with jeremy ordaz and he he met us in i think downtown bella vista and rode us back to his house and had there's a i don't know the name of the place but there's a chicago pizzeria there that makes authentic deep dish chicago pizza some of the best shit i've ever had in my life so i was like no not true that chicago pizza was banging so anyways five and a half bikes oh well we i guess we have to throw in my stages sb20 smart bike as well that can't even travel outside of the house, though, right? Nope. Nope. I mean, if someone had a Peloton, would you consider that a bike? Would that classify into the N plus one? Yes. It would? Um, Pers- uh, d- personally. I'll fold that in with the Chumba and make, as a half bike uh, okay. and half bike. That's, so, that's, so now we're at six. Well, I'll take that. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. But specifically from the N plus one approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a firm believer that most, it doesn't apply to everybody, mm-hmm. but I firmly believe that most people should have a smart trainer or a smart bike, um, particularly if they're weather picky about their riding, mm-hmm. uh, just so they can always be riding. Keep the pedals turning. Yes. Yeah. It make, it's, it's a huge difference. I'm guilty of it right now myself where I've been off the bike way too long. We could spend a whole episode going into my psychosis on that, but um, well, let's not do that. I'm we're not still going. We're bikes. not going to. So that's one. We're at six. So we're counting that. Uh, we have we have to count technically Jan's Chumba Trilingua, but I'm the one that rides it more. But that's not your bike. That's Jan's bike. Okay. I don't want to get in trouble with Jan. I'm you scared. already are. I'm scared. How? You're well. It's everybody's in trouble with her. Mm, I, I feel like. Overall, she accepts me. She's, she accepts. Yeah. Okay. She, she accepts. That's about all I can hope for. <laughs> she, trust me, she judges. She showed me the knife. <laughs> uh, she, Have you ever seen Old School when he says, she showed me the knife? No, but I was thinking, uh, of, I was thinking about the bear and Richie getting stabbed in the oh, ass. Yeah. <laughs> she, she about pulled that, Jan about pulled that one on me the other day. And uh. she actually referenced that one. I'm going to stab you in the ass. It's like, oh, you were watching. <laughs> so you're at six bikes. Yeah. And I feel like I'm forgetting one, but I'll have to go. It's probably one that's just collecting dust in the yeah. garage sort of thing. I think I got, I can't remember what it would be off the top of my head. So I ran you down that rabbit hole to say, what is your N plus one? Because as, as a cyclist that has there's more always, than there's two al- bikes, you're always I mean, right now my N, pl- my N plus one is building up the Chumba. That yeah. is my N plus one that's right fair. now. Get you a single speed. Well, I've got single speeds, but I don't have a flat bar mountain bike single speed. Right. Well, I mean, when I say single speed, I mean a mountain bike single speed. Yes. You yes. Know. So um, So you said it's a frame and fork. What fork is on there? Fox. 34. Fox 34? Stepcast? Maybe. I okay. don't know. Hmm. I, 
But does it have uh, stem bars? No. Brakes? No. So it's All literally that, just a frame Everything got pulled off the Chumba and put on the El Jefe. Okay. So no headset even? There's a headset. Bottom bracket? No bottom bracket, no I don't believe. Bracket. Okay. Brakes? No. No brakes? Okay. So it literally is just it's a, a frame it's a, and fork. It's a frame and fork and headset. That's fair. That's fair. All right. And so I um, long way to go and short time to get there. Eh, no, I'm 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 not in a hurry. That's fair. Uh, I will be I will be in proper single speed shape over the winter. Okay, is the plan. So uh, so in good spring weather is when I uh, I hope to join the circle on Tuesday nights again. Speaking of which, which camp are you in in the anticipation of our winter? What as you, far as what, what what are your amateur meteorologist thoughts about what our winter's going? We're going to have a cold one, cold and wet. Uh, uh, let's take that back. We're going to have a wet one with lots of cold in it. Okay. All right. I mean, it, we're going to have a dreary winter, is what I'm expecting at this point. Okay. I got a new base layer. I think I'm okay. Um, do you have winter shoes, by the way? I do. You do? I, That's one of my next I have the, investments. I have, I have the Lake boots, and I love them. Actually, you know, I probably need to get some new ones. I've never worn a pair of Lakes, but everybody I've ever met that wears Lakes loves them. But you have a wide foot. I, I have the wide foot. Yeah. So I have a narrow every foot. Time I find, every time I find a shoe that works, well, well I say, I, okay, but now I'm riding flats. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, I can change this game up. Yeah. Um, I hadn't sure. thought about that. Um Every time I found a shoe I liked for my weird wide foot, mm-hmm. it got discontinued. First, it was the CD uh, Megas that mm-hmm. they did 10, 12 years ago. CD still makes wide shoes, though. They do, but they changed. Super spendy, though. They changed, they changed their fit, and they changed their materials and everything. Yeah. So what were the city Megas or whatever they but called? But Italians have weird feet, too. Okay. You know? Anyway, CD stopped. Yeah. So then... Um, the the giro gyro giro that's another one i've done giro is it giro yeah like the giro to tell you they had they had their privateers in the megas or their whatever they call great great shoe by the way great rambling shoe discontinued yeah unfortunately that was my favorite shoe by far it was a a good price point it Mm -hmm. It was the right wide fit for my funky foot. Mm-hmm. Super durable. Yeah. Uh, very walkable. Yeah, that was the problem I had. That's why I got away from CDs is because the soles. I was running a high-end shoe yeah. anyways. Yeah. But uh, they they had the Dragon SRS, the sole replacement system. But even the sole replacement was like pushing 100 yeah. bucks or yeah. something. Yeah. But, you know... Um, Speaking of, I was talking about how much instructions do you need for a water bottle. I had, when I was finishing Kanza, uh, it was called Kanza then, um, my shoe started to come unlaminated. The sole, it was a carbon sole, um, and I was running SPDs. Uh, my cleat started pulling through the sole. And so I contacted CD and I was like, this has got to be a warranty issue. And so through emails, the, the guy says, well, did you read the manual? I was like, why the fuck would I read a manual for a pair of shoes? And he's like, well, there's a, there's a metal spacer that goes in between your cleat and the shoe itself to keep your pedal from contacting that carbon. I didn't know that. All right. 
to keep that from wearing down because all the click ins and yeah, click outs yeah. damage that carbon and that's becomes the the <laughs> you know what happens and so anyways they ended up uh giving me a discount sole replacement or something like that but i, I it it took me very aback. I was like, why, why would I read a manual for a pair of shoes? So not we're, we're not fishing for sponsorship from CD. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I don't even ride CDs anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> just, shoes are very personal anyways. I mean, I'm extremely, I'm, I'm a Pearl Azumi guy at the, these days. Uh, I really like what they've been doing with their Alp X series. Um, especially cause I'm, I'm not a racer boy anymore, but Pearl still makes definitely racer level shoes um but pearls just fit my feet straight out of the box they feel like they should shoes and helmets i'm never going to debate anybody that says oh this is the helmet i like this because i have a weird shaped head just like i have a weird shaped foot i have a little peanut head and it's oh you longer (laughs) i'm glad you finished that off there (laughs) helmets don't ever fit me right although i did try on a pock not too long ago and that's i think that's going to be my next helmet purchase other than the fact that it makes me look like a mushroom you know because they're a little larger but yeah and pock's one of those that doesn't fit me it's it's almost but it's it's off just enough that you have a large head correct uh, like what size fitted hat do you wear? A seven and a half. Yeah. Does that sound right? Uh, maybe I don't know. What size is yours? Uh, like a six and seven eighths. Oh, okay. Seven, maybe a seven on a good Unders- day. Understood. On a full I, head of hair day. Yeah, I think I think I'm a seven and a half. Yeah, and sounds about right. So, but I don't I don't know I don't know how that's relative to anyone else. Helmet helmet size. I mean, it's a, I oh I always do large. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's never more, never an XL though. It's more a shape. Too. Yes. Um, yes. I, yeah, like, I have the round head, not the egg shaped head. I have an egg shaped head. Narrow and long. But po- pointy head type, huh? So besides the chumba, what else is, is on your N plus one? Oh man. What bikes are, are Ooh, out there that actually you can I, I do know what I want. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I want. And I want these guys to sponsor 750 me. Seven fifty D? No. 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 <laughs> uh man, I'm I'm gonna shoot oh I'm, I'm uh, so I'm in love with that Revel El Jefe, mm-hmm. and I and I apologize I can't remember the name of the model, but their titanium gravel bike I want that badly. Oh, they make a uh, the one I've been looking at the titanium gravel is uh, the Sendero. No, Sendero's that's a Chumba model. No, Terlingua that's the their gravel model, right? No, Sendero's a mountain bike. No, the Terlingua. Oh, Terlingua. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it's okay. You, um, you you lost me there. I thought uh, I didn't hear the Chumba part from you. You started giving Chumba brand or was. Ch- Chumba models, but I didn't realize you were. I thought we were still talking Revel. Whatever the Revel titanium. I'm looking it up. Please right now, do. Cause I'm I'm trying to think of what it is. Because it's it, it's also got a UDH set. <laughs> is it the Rover? Or it the is. Plus. Oh no, it's the R plus. The yeah. R plus. I'm I'm looking it up. God, is this sexy? Mm, no UDH though. Maybe it is. Maybe it is the the rover. I think the R plus is the only one that comes in titanium though. I could be wrong. Very no. wrong. Are you sure it's no UDH? It, it doesn't appear that way. No, in it's the U- picture. No, it's UDH. I mean, yeah, the, their their rover is is carbon. That's the carbon. Okay, so yeah, whatever the titanium one is. Oh, but it comes in mint. I love that. 
I'm a I'm a big fan of all that Rebel stuff, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Um. So basically, I want one of everything of theirs at the moment. And they they make some sexy bikes. And uh, Chris Reichel, um, who I've been a fan of, like super fanboy of all his adventures and uh, keeping track of his social media and just w- living vicariously through some of the shit that he goes and does. Uh, he's a part of Revel, and I believe he's like one of the the starters at Revel. Um, has been on since day one. He came and did a demo at uh, Big Cedar, Big Cedar Boulder. Um, went over and, and it ended up being ra- uh, rainy, uh, so we didn't didn't actually get to ride the bikes that much. Um, but then went and had uh, some bites with him at uh, El Tizoncito over by OCNP. Um, super cool guy. I'd love to talk to him about okay. Revel and his thoughts on UDH. He's a big single speed guy as well. Um, I can't remember what he was riding. Must have been an El Jefe. Um, but I th- if it was Ty, probably. Yeah. Um, well, and they've still, they've still, they've still, they're still doing the plus bikes too. Mm-hmm. So, so no, I, I, I like the Revel stuff. The El Jefe rides fantastically on the gravel. I have yet to take it on single track. Yeah. I'm looking forward to. Oh, that's that's actually that's my next. It's not N plus one per se, but uh, along the lines of everybody should uh, have the smart bike or smart trainer. I also believe everybody should have a bike that they swap wheel sets on and multi-purpose the bike, which is what I want to do with the El Jefe. I want to I want to go with the fat mountain bike tires for single track because it's a rigid fork, mm-hmm. but I also do want to get a set of gravel wheels for that. I would like to try out the Revel, their composite wheels. Uh, those look kind of cool too. Yeah, and they have... Uh I think they're the the first in the industry to offering offer a recycling the program. Re- the recycling wheel, recycled which, wheels. Yeah. Which I I'm, I mean, I, there's not enough people in the cycling industry that are in that. You know what? It seems like we should go to Colorado and, and interview the Revel people in person. Is what we should do. <laughs> I'm so in. We should have done it in July. <laughs> we should we should be there right now. Yeah. But um, I I think that in the cycling industry, it seems like everything, unless I'm overlooking some major component or something, but everything seems to be borderline disposable. You know, um, we've gotten away from rebuildable, um, reusable stuff. You know, like I, I grew up uh, cutting my teeth in bike shops where, you know, it was all loose ball bearings and, you know, you might replace a race on a, a bottom bracket or maybe you replace the bearings, but you would take it apart and rebuild it and, and put it back together. Nowadays, your bottom bracket goes bad. You just change it. Headsets, yeah, yeah. same thing. Everything's disposable. You know, um, I mean, pedals, you just, I rebuild my pedals all the time. So I guess pedals are probably one. But I mean, your saddle goes bad. You just get rid of it and get a new one. You know, it's it's wheels same way, hubs same way. You know, it's it seems so. It's it's nice to see a company as relatively small as Revel, kind of flying that flag of recyclable, especially when it comes to something like rims. I mean, we've all known people that have destroyed carbon rims. Yeah. And instead of throwing them in the trash, they recycle them, I believe, for free, 
which I think is kick-ass, and they offer a lifetime on their wheels, which a lot of companies are starting to do on their high-end carbon wheels. Niner, Santa Cruz, uh, there's somebody, oh, Envy. You kind of have to at this point. Yeah, or you go... I'm, well, I'm, I'm but next you got you got you, you got you got to admit it's it's really easy to offer a lifetime warranty when the standards change every two years. So mm-hmm. that's kind of <laughs> true. All right, seven fifty. What are we? We're an hour thirty seven thirty eight in. Okay, you time can to, put a time on fun, but whatever. I understand. I, I got two hundred miles of scouting to do. Okay, so we'll wrap it up. All right, if that's okay with you, I'm fine with that. I feel like we we hit our requisite 80% bike talk. At least 75. Yeah, I'll go with that.